Hello and welcome to the edition of Open All Eyes, the QPR podcast. And I've got a founder member back. We look here, we look there. We couldn't find Chris Charles anywhere, but he's back. Hello. Lovely, snazzy QPR tracksuit top as well. Hello, Chris Charles. Hello, how are you? I'm like, oh, is that it? After all this time, just <laughs> well, I have seen you in in, in person, um, but yes, no. I just don't know that. I, oh yeah, yeah. Paul, Christ, it's been how long? Long time. Okay, I've seen you a few weeks ago, mate. Nice, nice, nice to see. You. Yeah, I, I won't bore you to why I've not been on, but uh, yeah, it's just basic work and stuff. So yeah, you were at the big boxing event, were you? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Get around, son, don't you? Hmm. Your passport must have more stamps than um, well, quite a few people's. Quite possibly, quite possibly, but mainly to the same couple of places. So I wouldn't say I'm well travelled. But anyway, no I was going to say. I was going to say royalty, but it's probably not the right time. Um, and hello, Simon Hall, back again, becoming a regular, part of the crew. He's been a great addition to the podcast, and he cheered me up no end with his lovely... I think that's the best Christmas present you've ever had, Simon. Yeah, Happy New Year, Paul. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm I'm not going to bore the details, but yeah, um, it's, a, it's a Christmas present which ended up costing me £2,000. Whoa, hang on a minute. I think you can bore us with the details with that. What 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 are we saying? Right. Um I'll be careful my missus doesn't hear this, but my mother-in-law very kindly bought me a um bought us all a holiday villa for May half term in the Algarve. Ooh, which nice. was a which was a really, really lovely gesture. And unfortunately though, I decided to raise the issue of flights. And I basically went, well, okay, so um, what are we doing about flights then? And she was like, well, you're going to have to get them yourself. So we were fine with that. And we had a look, May half term, the Algarve, um, we managed to get four flights, which cost us um, £2,000. So at the end of it, really noble, really generous Christmas present, but has ended up costing us the best part of two 2000 quid. Oh, that's got to hurt. That it's a lovely gesture. Yeah, lovely gesture. Lovely. But would you, lovely would, you, would, you, would, you, would you be happy to pay that two grand if it meant QPR avoid relegation? I, I would do. And believe it or not, after the whole game, I was slightly concerned I'd have to worry about a playoff final. But <laughs> completely. That's oh, well. completely out of the window now. I've just yeah. got to clear something up. By the way, that joke I just made about royalty it was more about the royal taking the miles. I've just realised it could be construed towards Andrew. Was it anything to do with Andrew? Wouldn't joke about that. It was about them doing something else and private jets to um, summits, but um, saving the planet. Anyway, I would edit this podcast if I knew how to, but I'm not going to. I just realised that, so I didn't want to offend anyone by a, a terrible joke. Right, talking about terrible things, and we have to get on to Chris. You haven't been on for a while. I don't know what you make of it. Um, <laughs> well, I, I suppose let's get, to get the good bit first. Ipswich went to Ipswich. Um, Drove up there um, because obviously, you know, a lot of people um, had to brave Blooming Rail replacement again, having already done the same to Norwich, plus, uh, you know, the train to Billericay and whatever. Um, and I, th- I thought we played well. I thought it was, it was I was, A, we always seem to do better against better sides. I mean, I'm not just talking this season, but historically, we always seem to do, raise our game for the lower sides and drop down our game to the, 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 the sides below us. But yeah, I thought we did. I thought, um, uh, it, was, it was really um, 
pleasing to see Field, who I thought was probably man of the match. Hall as well had a really good game. We were very unlucky not to come away with the three points. That shocking decision by the ref who bottled it in the last 30 seconds. So came away from there feeling like a million dollars, um, even though we'd seen Chair go off. Um, we'd seen uh, uh, we'd seen uh, Willock not come back out and um, also um, Cook. So I naively thought, um, you know, maybe they're all little knocks and they'll all be back for the game against Cardiff, then saw the team sheet like anyone else come out and and kind of that took the wind out myself completely. Um, and yeah, over to you guys to, to, to start onto that game. Simon? I mean, from my perspective, I totally agree with Chris. It was, it was encouraging, it was very encouraging indeed. But I think I spoke to, I spoke to Paul at the game and I think what everyone was saying at half time, particularly the people who are regularly going home in a way is why on, where on earth is that performance uh, at Millwall? Where on earth was that performance against Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth? And Chris is absolutely right. This this notion of are we going to raise our game for the better teams is one of the most frustrating things amongst a plethora of frustrating things about this side. And to be honest, I, I went away a little bit feeling a little bit disappointed we didn't get anything out of it. Now, obviously, before beforehand, I'd have snapped your hand off for a point. But, I mean, that Ipswich side was essentially, that, that was their second string pretty much out there. And you're not going to get a better opportunity to get something in a game like we did, like we would have done against Ipswich. And, yeah, I came away, yes, pleased that it was an improved performance, but with that element of frustration of, yeah, why why can't we do this on a consistent basis? And two, they were actually there for the taking. And if we were a bit more clinical, I mean, there was the chance to Paul Smith, which came off the keeper. Yes, obviously, the penalty, which, yeah, I mean, is absolutely no excuse for, for not giving that. And the one which came off the inside of the post. Uh, but I think the one thing we did also say at the end of it is you wait, you wait for Monday. You wait for Monday and let's see what this lot are going to be about on Monday. And this was even without the injuries to Cook Willock chair. And Paul, you can talk about what the hell Monday was all about. Well, no, I'll come back to this, which is a couple of things. Obviously, there was <clears> the <throat> horrible woman when that woman... Well, no, awful, awful. we didn't have the time, but you know, he's right below us and we're watching it. You knew something was not happening too good because normally when they get applause, they put the thumb up or they let you know they're not too bad. And that didn't happen, so that was bad. And then when two old fellas have a fight in front of us, which was really weird. Um, QPR for QP, QPR guys, yeah, half time. I don't know what that was about. Simon was sitting beside him and we all started singing Christmas songs to cheer them up, but that didn't work. Um, <laughs> Going on to the game, it was a strange one because I thought that if they'd had anyone who could shoot straight, would have been in trouble for the in the first ten minutes. But we rode that, and I thought that's good. We controlled the game, we controlled the midfield, and then there was a bit where Willock sort of got hit with a ball and went down. I thought, what's he doing? I mean, yeah. that's mindset wise. I'm thinking, if I'm marking you, I'm looking at it thinking, happy days. You know what I mean? It's like, what's wrong with you? Um, and yeah, for those who weren't there, he just—it was a fair whack. I mean, I, you know, it probably stung a bit. I would imagine it, it, the ball got kicked straight and hit him. I could see in the in the shins, and he just went down, didn't he? But yeah, yeah. Uh, equally, it was like—I yeah. don't think I've ever seen that in any football match in my life. And I watched Darish League, and that is there. Um, and anyway, it's just you see this strange thing. It's like 
I don't know. I'm not saying it makes a wimpy or anything, but I've just never seen that in a football match before. You get you normally get hit with the ball, it stings, and you swear a few a few things. And I don't know, mindset wise, he seemed to have gone walkies again, which is a shame. Um, I thought Cher had probably his best game for a long while, actually. I think he probably hang on to it a wee bit too much. But then you realise when he was away on Monday how much we need his inspiration and his playmaker ability. We without him, we just don't have that. Um, Dizel had his best game I thought at Ipswich he's had for a while he, he, he actually knew he was playing I don't normally realise it until 65 minutes um, but Pick was a difference I mean you know Kirk and Field are so good together they, they've just got such a good understanding of defence and how to do things and you know when Jimmy Dunn came on he played well Smith did really well he was unlucky with that thing so you, you kind of built up whether it was a second stream or not Simon and you make a good point about that by the way I don't think the way we were playing at the moment, I mean, Millwall was probably one of the worst teams I've seen all season, but they were able to beat us because there was no fight that day. There was a lot more fight at Ipswich. So, roll on Monday. Team comes out, you're banging your head off the wall. Um, it's kind of thinking, I know that sports science has a role to play in football these days, but we're in the shit. And the simple realisation is we've got to be our best players are going to play every game when they can and resting and recuperation and then they'll Willock again. I know you want to talk about Richards, Chris, I'll let you do that a wee bit. Um, just, and then Dizel went missing again. It just seemed that it, all the good work that we do sometimes, we just sow in a ditch and then go back to the old ways, which doesn't work. And I think I saw the interview after the Cardiff game with um, Marty, and I thought it was very like Critchley's interview last year after Fleetwood. Absolutely shell-shocked. Kind of like, that's not what I expected. That's not what we trained for. That's not what we set up for. What the hell just happened out there? And he didn't publicly slate them, but you can see the frustration in his face. I think that's just the same as everyone else in the ground. Well, let's be honest, we're all frustrated. I don't know where that performance came from. It was dire. That first half is one of the worst I've seen, apart from Millwall. So we're just putting in too many rubbish performances and we've got to sort ourselves out. And um, I'm actually, I don't know what you think, Chris, but I'm actually worried now. I thought after which there was this hope, and I know we shouldn't be panicking, but... I'm actually terrified. I think I think you made a good point. I think once once you're shorn of your best players, I don't think we've got the the strength in depth. Um, and I, uh, like you said, we we miss chair. I don't. I mean, if we had, I know I'd, I'd really like to see chair maybe even further in the middle or you know playing off playing off the front too. I think on the wing he's good, but when you're on the wing, you can you can get a bit tight, you know, and then he cuts in. And I think, I don't blame him in a way, because he probably hasn't got that much confidence in many of his teammates are going to do anything with it. So he does get a lot of stick for holding it for too long, for me included. But, um, and we'll, and then then Cook, I mean, the thing with Cook is that Cook is can play the ball, he can, he can bring it out. He, he's, he's a bit more cultured. Um, and Jimmy Dunn's not become a rubbish player overnight. It's just, I just don't think it's, it's suited to his game. I don't think he's had his best season by, by a mile, but that, that, that runs farther deep than that. I mean, what the first half, what, what I was standing there open mouth is the movement or lack of movement. It's just so thing is as well. I saw the game better because I've been in the lower loft for years and you get a you fairly good view of the game, but because we're all in that upper tier at Ipswich and we were up higher again for this game, it, it it's, it's just stark the lack of movement. Uh, it just they play, and and that's why they play back. It's like safety first. They don't know what to do. They're scared of the ball, so it goes backwards. It goes sideways, and that invites pressure. That invites teams. I didn't think Cardiff were that great, and the the, the goals they score. The goal is that you know that's how you take a corner. You go up, you whack it over, and then you head it straight in. I mean that's if you if you're playing a 
against a non-existent defence. Um, can barely say it. But and then the second goal, um, I don't want to uh, ball him out too much. But the, the the keeper there should have done well. I don't know what he was doing. He was just grasping at thin air. And I, I think he's he, he's gained a bit of credit for a lot of the saves he's made. But Begovic would just that he won't want to see that again. That was a shocker. Um, but then I thought when Collie came on, I think that finally we started to see that movement at least. Yeah, you know, he's very raw, but he was he was trying to make things happen. You could see that straight from the off. And the, the goal was just, you know, the, the goal. I mean, everyone was up in the air because if you haven't scored a goal like that for ages. You just the cross was sublime and the finish was great. And he just had that poacher's instinct to be in the right place at the right time, which none of our strikers seem to have. No, but the thing is, then we brought Albert on. Yeah. Didn't understand that. Did not understand. Seem to say, I mean, I mean, I don't want to be harsh on them, but wow, that that surprised me. Yeah, I mean, again, it's not it's not his fault. I'm sure he, you know, I'm sure if he he could, he'd roll back the years five years ago. But unfortunately, um, you know, that's um, we all know that you know he probably shouldn't as much as we love him. He probably should have, you know, waved him goodbye a year ago. Thanks very much. Um, and to start with, I thought Collie, I thought it was a tactical thing, but I, I I can only guess, I'm going to talk about this later, about the lack of communication from the club, but I can only guess that Collie picked up a knock. I haven't heard anything. Is that right? You're nodding. No, he did. He did. He did. Okay. He did on his, he... He did on his so, thigh. So uh, what, you, what do you guys, I mean, Simon, sorry. I mean, we don't want to be harsh on Adulma, but to play him at 37 as a wing backer on the wing, is it, and then have to sell on the side, you're kind of, I hate to say it, but we're exposed a wee bit, aren't we? I mean, it was for me, it was a bonkers sub, and I feel for Sequences, I think he's done a he's done a tremendous job in what is exceptionally difficult circumstances with, let's be blunt about it, a full squad. But yeah. to see Adama come on as what was essentially a number ten, and instead of Dixon Bonner, who, whilst he, whilst sometimes some of his forward passes aren't accurate, he's about the only one of our midfield who actually bothers or actually has a bit of guts to try and pass the ball forward. And going back to going back to Chris's points on that was the first 30, 35 minutes, and Chris is absolutely right about the lack of movement of the front four. And Larkesh had a real opportunity there as a left winger, which he'd shown in a few cameos and completely botched it. But there was no movement whatsoever from that front four until about the um, 35th minute. And I think it was about 35 minutes before we actually made a forward pass in midfield. And it was abs- it was just lazy. It was just cowardly. There was no desire to try and take a risk to try and make something happen. And, yeah, it's all perfectly easy just playing it back, back, back. Cardiff just play a simple low mid-block and they're like, fine. Fine, if you want to knock it around the back, you lot, you lot crack on. And that's essentially what they did. And Chris is right. They're a poor, they're not a great side. And that probably was the most, the most deflating thing about it. If we'd have actually played remotely like we did against Ipswich, we'd, we'd have got something out of that game and we, and we didn't. Um, but yeah, going back to Albert, what? Yeah, it's. I wouldn't even have him on the pitch full stop, let alone let alone playing him in centre mid. And there was no coincidence that uh, the game went away from us from that. And to be fair to Sequences, he realised that when it went to two one. But that then, when you stick a domer out on the right, then negated Paul Smith, who had him 
who had him all ends up. And it's one of the questions I'm going to ask is, Dixon Bonner's only seemed to be getting 60 minutes, and he's about the only of our midfielders who, who at least is trying to do something going forward. Has anyone got any theories as to why he's only doing the 60? Is it this sports science, or are they worried about his loading, or is it because he's genuinely getting tired? I was really going to say, I've got, I've got no idea. I can only assume it's a sports science, but you go, Paul. No, I, I, like, no, you, 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 well, actually, it's for both for you, really. I'm going to throw the question back at you. I work with flowers, very nice flowers, and I know nothing about them either. Thank God the wife does. I just deliver. Um, sports science is way out of my comfort zone, but it seems to me that we're maybe listening too much to it. We're scared of a tweak here and a tweak there. And I think with Dixon Bonham, it's kind of like still gradually bringing them in, same as the cash, getting a match fit, bringing them in. Uh, Cannon was the same for a bit. Um, Giselle stays on. Smith is always taken off because they think that he's he, he's not good when he looks only threat at times, and I, I worry about. That. I don't know. I generally, Simon, you you know you working with kids, you, you you do physical sports with them, anything else. I know things had to change from the old days, but are we taking it a bit too far? Well, I would say back at you. I don't know. I think it's a tricky. It's it's a tricky one. I mean, to be fair, quite clearly, chair would tweet. Chair tweets something at the end of that at the end of that yeah, Ipswich yeah. game, so he was never going to be playing. Willock was never going to be playing. The frustration with Cookies, the quite clearly best defender at the club, but he's struggling to play three games in a week. Cannon's another one who's struggling to play three games in a week, and I think it's going to go back to something we're going to talk about a lot more: is the whole notion of recruitment, characters, and the people we're we're having in the side at the moment. And I get the arguments is. Oh, they wouldn't be, if they were perfect, they wouldn't be coming to QPR. But the issue we're having at the moment is there is so much flawed, either when it comes to physically, mentally, with all with with the vast majority of the squad at the moment. And as I say, I feel for sequences massively because I think with a better squad, I genuinely think he could do good things. He could do good things. And I think there was a stat which came out about the expected goals from open plays, about the third best in the championship. And if you compare that to where we were with Ainsworth in October, where we were conceding two or three and looking like conceding two or three again, he's done he's done a tremendous job with that. But I think at the moment he's being let down by players who either A aren't good enough, B, who I think are mentally who are mentally shot, people who just seem to be able to to turn it in and try and come up with the minimum effort. And also there seems to be people like there has been in the past who oh, have just gone off with a knock and we haven't seen them for a month. And sorry to sorry to single him out, but Jack Colback's in that position. He's been he's been ready to come back for the last three weeks allegedly. And we've got and we've got no sight of him. And it makes it an yeah, it makes it an impossible position for the poor bloke. Well, also, yeah. with, with him not playing and Rich is not playing, that's a big, big gap in your wage and your FFP. Sorry, Chris. No, I was just going to say this is, yeah, you know, I was going to talk about this later anyway, but it just I, it just boils down again to this lack of communication because the problem is, as fans, we're, we're left to guess. We're left to, you know, there's comments that, oh, Colbach's got his, make sure he's got Christmas and New Year off. If we were told he's seriously injured or he's tweaked it again in training or is, there might be some sympathy for him. Same with Cook. Is he is he, is he he coming off because 
has he got this? Has he got a long term niggle, or is it because his his fitness isn't up to, up to it? Um, the same with Richards. I mean, Richards is the is the one. It's like I think it's very it's very easy to single someone out when you don't know. We've got no communication as to what is going on there. I mean, the, the cynical person. I think most people think that he's like. You know, he's taking a pee, you know, a bit. and um, it, But we, we don't know because there was this stuff about his friend who died and, he, you know, he might be, he might have got depression. He might, he might be, you know, but might be having, being grief and there's no, you know, anyone who's lost someone's no, you can't, you can't put a measure on that. You can't just say it's over in a day or a week or a month. But if we were told that, if we were given a statement like Deli Ali gave or something like that, something from the heart, if that is the case, people would have a bit of sympathy. But at the moment, the club... Are not saying anything. No, we're not getting anything about anything. We'll come on to the FA Cup later. No, there's no consult consultation about prices for that. There's or any reason why the price was high. Is it because Bournemouth have insisted, uh, as as is their right, that they want to put it at, at 25? I I just don't. Know. It just frustrates the hell out of me. At least when we add old Prav, um, forgotten his for surname. When you know in the, in, the, in the even in the program, he'd have, we have weekly updates on the treatment table or whatever it was. Say how people are. I know you don't want to give to the opposition that your main players out before the game, maybe tactically that chairs out, but come on. If if we if we're all put in the picture a bit more, we might have a bit more sympathy for these players. I think with Richard, it's, it's there's a lot of talk of mental health issues. There's a lot of talk. Yeah, of, well, that's that's why I don't want to be too harsh. No, agreed, and we've talked about it a lot, Chris. And but the thing is, it's like at the same time as when Clive was on, not that I'm trying to get Clive in the shade. He's saying we're saying that, but then all over Instagram, he's running around West London when we're playing. So you're kind of thinking that's not helping. Well, exactly, um, exactly that. And, exactly also, that. and also, why did we agree to take a player full time when we only wanted to loan him? And this is the thing. This is, and I have been told by people at QPR, um, you know, no one high up or anything like that. There, God bless him. No one talks to me, but um, that you know, Bill, that was the one thing that Bill wanted was Richards. You know, hell or high water, he won at Richards. Um, and the club went and did it. Right, and we're like, no, you've got to buy him afterwards. That would be instant alarm bells for me because you look at his record of where, where he's been, and he's, he hasn't really been constant enough to, to do that. And also, that was, our, that was our transfer in one hit. That was our FFP. I mean, Colbeck, Kirk, him and Fox, and Begvitz, basically the, the FFP at the window. Um and we're not getting any time from Colbert. We're not getting any time from Richards. Um, Cook is every other game, which is understandable at his age. Fox has gone missing a game. It just seems that recruitment's been appalling. It hasn't been thought out. And a club like QPR has got to get more than this from players that we signed. We've got to get more than this. It's insane. I mean, you expect maybe one or two to go wrong, but the whole structure of players we've brought in the last few years has been... You showed it last season. We're going to worry. They chucked it in. I've never seen, you know, tan your shoelace as someone runs past you. You know, you should, you, you know, that sort of thing is just unacceptable, but it's allowed to happen. I mean, you had, again, not Singer Richards out, but he was slagging off managers on his, his, his social media account. He should have hmm. been pulled over the calls for that. That shouldn't be acceptable. Yeah. So there's a lot going on, and it seems that, you know, and you talk about no communication. The development people, Let's let's call up for what it is. Ramsey, Hall's part of the first team. Um, they've been there for years now. We never hear of them. Ramsey's supposedly one of the, the 
the person that does everything, the top guy at QPR. You never hear from him. He doesn't go to do fans' forms. He never explains it. People are always confused what the system is. So, of course, when things go wrong, people want to hear from them. We want to hear what they've got to say. But also, this whole thing about the development and everything else, it's, it's clearly not working, and we need to... You know, and I think that's why Wolverton went, if I'm being honest. The, you know, things were going okay under Wolverton. We weren't going to change the world, but they were going okay. But because he was like, the youth set up, he wanted to bring, do what he did to Brentford. And I think Les could see that, hang on, he could take my job and then put Eustace in charge of the team and be that ring alarm bell. So he had to go. And it just seems we haven't really recovered from that decision. Now, whether you agree with that decision or not, at the time we were mixed because Bill came in and we flew. But looking back on it, it seems a strange decision. And then we keep saying it, don't we, Sal? We keep going back to the Wilburton thing. Why have you got the youth team not speaking to the manager? Why is the DOF not speaking to the manager? You know, that that's that's ridiculous in a, in a professional football club. Or am I being stupid, Simon? I don't know. I think it's I think it's a tricky it, it's a tricky one with that because for in hindsight, the Warburton one was a mistake. I'm, I'm happy to say I was someone who thought on balance for all the good he did. I could un- I could understand why they yeah. didn't renew his contract because that bit, that end of the season from where we were and also the fact that he'd done that big spend and we ended up where we were. I, I could understand why. It, was, it certainly wasn't an open and shut. We should have kept him. He, he, he should have gone. I think on balance that was... In hindsight, it's the wrong thing to have happened. But certainly at the time, I don't think you can criticise anyone for sort of thinking that... that Just to cut in there, two things, sorry, mate. They sacked him at a golf day before the season was over. Ferdinand Tools, isn't that... Talk sport, the moose or whatever it is, the the charity golf. But also, the same with Bill. We blame Bill for the signings he made, but the DOF is there... Stop that, surely. Sorry, Simon. I mean, well, it, it, it can have it both ways. To be fair, mate, I'm, and I'm not going to disagree with that at all. And yeah. yeah, hearing a lot of things about Les saying, well, he didn't think that that should happen or anything like that. Well, well, one or two things should happen there. You don't look good either way of either if you feel that something's wrong, like seemingly what's happened with Ainsworth in the summer, fine, you, you up and walk away. Or you actually sometimes have to be that little bit strong. You have to be that little bit stronger and actually go, no, that's that's wrong. And if the board are interfere, if the board are interfering, which let's be blunt about it, they they have been doing for quite a while on and off. Yeah, actually, your professional pride should actually be. Well, no, hold on, I'm not having this. I, you've got me here to do this job. I'm. You, you can have someone else. You can have someone else doing it. And it goes back to what we're talking about at the moment with the club being absolutely rudderless. And we've got Lee. We're talking about in January and we're all praying for these sorts of like three or four players that we're going to come in, save the season, because let's be blunt about it. If we don't, we're gone. But who who exactly is getting these players at the moment? Are we are we relying on sequences to try and get some players? Are we relying on recruitment? Is Lee Hughes doing it along with the plethora of other jobs he's got? As I say, as Chris absolutely rightly says, no one knows. There's no there's no seen direction as to where the club's going, and no one's and no one's actually saying anything. And look, they're likely to get a bit of abuse if they came out and did an interview. But 
well, what do you expect? We're second bottom. We seem to be, we pissed a load of money up the wall. We got ourselves in a position with financial fair play, which we said we were never, ever going to be in again. What, what exactly are they expecting? Sometimes you are just going to have to grunt up and have some of these have some of these tough conversations. Where are we with getting a director of football? Where are we with getting a chief executive? Lee Hughes has been chairman now for about two, three months. Was he becoming chairman because we're getting a new chief executive? No one knows. And as a result exactly of that, that exactly what that. then basically... We're not probably... Right. Sorry, Chris, go on. No, I'm sorry, Simon. No, I'm sorry. I, I was kind of agreeing with you, but can't we finish with you, but I'm just saying with I you... I'm sorry. sorry. We're not, but yeah, but no one. Oh, Simon's frozen time for the listeners. No, can't no one knows, and that's what's going to. Sorry, carry on, babe. Go on, I'm done. No, you froze, her, mate. What, what I was going to say, we have you. I've got this image, Simon. I don't know what you think, of Chris, of Lee Hughes turning up in an away match with just a hat stand and he just puts another hat on. Chairman, chief exec, director <laughs> of football. Um, and no one can do that at a club in a championship club. So, Simon, you seem massively frustrated about it all, like we all are. But what, well, yeah, I mean, we're spending, I mean, we all go to games, we're all going to games home and away. It, what, what, what exactly are we doing here? And if these are the people, these are the people, and I like to think our, our fan base has been exceptionally supportive over the last 18 months, two years. We've been losing regularly for two years. We're getting crowds of about 16,000 at Loftus Road for games. We've, we've got a proper hardcore of support, no one of which, perhaps with the exception of that West Brom game last season where it was very close to turning, pretty much everyone has been supportive in those games. And at the moment, we're not getting, any, we're not getting anything back. And we're, we're sinking. There's no direction in the club or anything like that. And... If we're like this, people who are going all the time, what on earth are casual? What on earth are casual fans going to be like? Why are they going to? Why are they going to be encouraged to go? Why are other people going to be encouraged to come and watch QPR at the moment if they see just a club who's just drifting at the moment? And that is the that is the frustration. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. Mm. I just wrote a couple of notes down before, and I wrote crowd. Um, and I've, I've written they've been unbelievably patient for the last couple of seasons but there's only so much you can give without getting something back so I'm absolutely on the same page you and and one of the things without labouring the point too much is a bit of communication a bit you know just 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 share a bit of information with us just so we can understand a bit more so we can I'm not saying you know because they're obviously not going to call someone out so that we, they get out of town but at least give an explanation as to why somebody's somebody's not playing um, an, an explanation as to when, when they'll be back, uh, and maybe a word on whether we're going to be going into the transfer market, or I, I don't know. Just, just, just give us something. We, like you said, the, the home and away, and it's it just the fans have been incredible. The support's still there, and Christ, a lot of clubs, the the, the, the team would have been booed off every single match and getting dogs abuse. And I know it happens on social media, but social media is a, a different playground. But I, you know, and that's probably not the fans who are going every week but yeah and and so both on and off the pitch and, and off the pitch you know on the pitch again like against you know you mentioned Dezel having one of his best games against Ipswich well he had one of his worst games I thought against Cardiff he was no, agreed, agreed. It's, it's like he the absence of chair or whatever he's he's <laughs> 
one of the playmakers. He's supposed to be linking the play, and, and you know, he's he's just almost like he was like hiding. He just you know, it was almost like scared to get the ball, and was like you know, trying to. I don't know. I, I couldn't. I was the like, man, is, you don't want to play for us. Get, get off the pitch, man. The trouble with Dezel is, Chris. I say that because, as I said, it takes me sixty-five minutes to realise he's playing at the time, and it's not. That's not. <laughs> the, I hate taking players. I, I hit, but you're right. But he costs money. He's on a decent wage. You know, this is the thing. I mean, I know we start talking about FFP and everyone goes, oh, you know, transfers, transfers. If you look at the players that we have had in for the last four to five years, it has been ridiculous. Yeah. You cannot build a squad, a team, an academy, a system on the amount of players you bring in. We, even now we're saying, oh, FFP, we brought in Begovic, we brought in Callback, we brought in Cook, we brought in Fox. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Richards. I mean, it should be enough. You know, yeah. it, it gets frustrating because you're going, yeah, FFP this, FFP here. And there's players on 15 grand a week who are running around Westfield when we're playing. And, you, and then you, you know? let players like Don Ball go, who's like in, you know, um, he's not in the first team, I know, all the, all the time, but he's having a very successful season last season. He's like on the fringes this season. And I always liked him as a player. I'm not saying he would have, you know... Um, uh, well, at least he's yeah. you know, he's going to go out there. I mean, Dezel, what Dezel does, again, not single mode, he gets frustrated. You can see he's frustrated. Then they go and give a uh, free kick away, get booking, because he's frustrated. Why is he frustrated? Why does he not know what he's doing? I mean, I remember three or four decent passes done that he loved doing when he first came here, like the reverse pass and this, that and the other. But we're not even getting that. And with Willock, again, it's like everyone keeps saying, Inns was gone, long live the king. Here he comes. Willock's going to be back to what he was. That really hasn't happened again. There could be other reasons for that, but communication, we all know he just wants to leave. You know, and it's, yeah. it's something that, you know, we said last week, don't players like us because Dickie was going through what Don's gone through in eye last year, funny enough, in a similar sort of feeling. Yeah, he's going to probably be Bristol City's player of the year. What the hell? It's yeah. so frustrating, so annoying, and so wrong because. No one deserves that. So if we've got recruitment, a plan, and everything else, the revolving door of play, last fans form, two of the main people have left. The chairman and the manager. Yeah. That was only a few months ago. It's only January. You know, it's 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 ludicrous. Sorry, carry on. Someone else can run. I'm, no, I'm, I think I'm, I'm, so one thing I will say, last thing I will say, is it someone, someone I can't remember you I don't know if you were there. Or it was Alan or Cindy or whatever. Someone was actually saying to us the other week, oh, sort it. Let's just go down. Let's get it over and done with. Because every season, this is breaking my heart. Just get it over and done with. Because this is just torture. And I thought that was quite a sad statement. Because I don't want to get really good at it. Yeah, well, you and, and you say that. But we, we said this in 2015 when we wanted to get rid of the overpaid players we had in the Premier League and thinking, oh, we'll, we'll consolidate in League One and then we'll consolidate in the Championship. Then we'll come back. What do you do? I have absolutely no faith whatsoever if we went down to League One no. that we would do what Sunderland have done, done what Ipswich have done. We'll do what Charlton have done. And we'll be and I could see us I could see us languishing in League One for quite a for quite a bit of time. And mm. look, the one person who I'd probably want to keep out of all of this, I'd, if I wanted someone to do the rebuild, which let's be honest, we need, that is gonna be sequences because you have seen the shoots of what he can do with a group of complete underperformers, particularly defensively. But 
what else? But to be honest, there's about 13, 14 players out of contract with the possible exception of Dixon Bonner. I, I, I wouldn't shed a tear if any of them left. No. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I can't can't really argue with that. I mean, maybe Sinclair a pinch. I still think if he's coached right, I'm, I'm clinging on to this. I know I am. I know I am. He should oh, be no. long back, shouldn't he? <laughs> Sinclair is a prime example of should be long back for two seasons. That's... And a hard and a hard call on as well. But he plays every game, he gets experience, and then we can decide if he's a forward or winger. Um, that's a good I'm, shout. That's a good shout. I mean, I, I still think he's young enough, uh, you know, to 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 take a chance, maybe sign a new deal, and then yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe the first year of that loan deal, chuck him out to Wickham or whoever else, and and see how he gets on. I mean, where was he before Torquay, wasn't he? I mean, I know that's a lot lower down, um, but yeah, I know you you've got that little wry smile on your face, Simon. I think I I think I want to believe that Sinclair is going to come good. Um, at some well do. I mean, the thing is, we yeah. don't know, do we? I mean, you know, we thought we'd, we'd wrecked players' careers. We thought Dickie was finished. He goes to Bristol City and, and started to play like he's playing for flipping England. Um, is I that right? I haven't, I haven't really taken that much notice. I've got, I've got to be... I'd say England is an exaggeration because obviously. Oh, I mean, is he, is he, is he thought well for well them? Yeah, he's done well. Um, but the, you know, fair, though, he, he was thought well in the first two seasons with us, and then it ended up collapsing. So, yeah, look, let's just let let's just see. I, I would reserve a bit of judgment with him. But that's the trouble. It's like you know, I look at the goalkeepers we've brought in. I look at Kelly. I look at Lumley and um, Senny, and I look at the mistakes that we're making. And there seems to be stupid, stupid mistakes. I think, well, Bekovic's experience, and then you look at Saturday, and you're going, are we putting the keepers under too much pressure? Because to both of them goals on Saturday, I don't care what anyone says, they're not only avoidable, they're stupid. Yeah. Absolutely the stupid. Second one, there's, no, there's no excuse on... Well, the first one I'm, saying, I'm not going to rinse the bloke out because... No, I can see it for a few he's things. Really, he's made some really good saves the last few weeks. I just don't think he, he, he's got command of his area as well as, as Senny had personally. Um, I don't know, you might, dis, you might disagree with that, but yeah. he just... He and he was making mistakes as well. He's a bit of a flapper at times. He's a good shot stopper, but... Um, and he is, you know, 36, 37. Um, is, listen, without, without him, we'd have been bad in a lot of games, let's be honest. So the yeah. undertaking... So that's why I mean. So I think, you know, you can't... It's it's not like he's not putting any effort in. I mean, it's... it's um, but I don't know. I, I was going to say, and I'm conscious of the time, but um, I was going to mention, like, transfers. I, I see that Luke Freeman is apparently training with us. Um, would you... Was would you I saw that on a message board somewhere. Um, I was thinking of him the other day, actually. Go on. Yeah, um, and there was a big. Dis- it was on Lawful Words. Actually. There was a big discussion on there about uh, would you take him back? I think, I, I think the the majority was that like pay as you pay as you play, and he you know he did, he played twenty six games last year for Luton. I think I feel like few of them off the bench. Um, the, play well is, the other the other point is that that you know if if, if things are. Looking bad, it's very QPR to just go sentimental and try and get an Ainsworth or a Freeman or someone in to placate the fans. So yeah, I I, they do I, worse I, than I think you might try and play the full ball forward. That's my only yeah. And my, my I I I didn't see much of him for Luton last year. So that's 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 apparently happening. I don't know what source that's from, but there was a few people who can back that up on Clive's very own message board. Um uh, and the other one was Chris Martin about um did we make an an error in not giving him an extra year? Um, I don't know. I, I think I don't think I, 
again, I don't think he tore up many trees, but he, he had, a, I think he's, I mean, he had, I don't one in four or five, I think he scored for us, which let's he's be got honest, a better situation than, than somebody else at the club. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, my thinking was have him if we uh, um, get rid of him, but assuming that we're going to bring someone else in, the problem is we didn't actually do that. So, yeah. Well, a lot of money going on there, mate. You made a good point. Actually, I know we talk, we've got to talk about Bournemouth now, but interesting point about Dykes. His stats, Simon, are shocking. Is it the way we play? Is it unfair to judge him in it? Or should we get a Scotland shirt on him and see what happens? Again, I've been a I've been a defender of Dykes in the past, but recently, recently he's offering absolutely nothing, and it yeah, there's there's nothing we can there's nothing we can do with that. It's it shouldn't be that hard for someone to go in and start sort of elbows windmilling about, smacking a few defenders, even if you're even if you're not going to score any goals. You can at least create some sort of nuisance value like that. The the bloke at the moment isn't isn't even remotely doing that. And but unfortunately, when you had the two options, uh, Armstrong and Kelman, what what else are you meant to do? And I was going to go and mention that, and but Chris mentioned it with regard to Martin, where where the mistake was wasn't getting rid of him because let's be honest, the bloke was painfully the bloke was painfully slow and. Given the way that Ainsworth won, well, right at the start of the season, Ainsworth wanted to play where he wanted that sort of pace with Armstrong. Martin wasn't going to be able to do that. But as I say, to not then replace and only go in with Armstrong, Kelman, and Dykes is is borderline negligent, and that's yeah. one. Of, that's one of the main reasons where we are where we are now. I mean, Luke. Luke Freeman, I think Chris has summed that up as well. Yeah, yeah. Again, let's play the populist. Let's play the populist card. He played. Te- he started ten games for Luton. He's not really done anything since 2019. But if if we're on this sort of low bar, would I rather him as a number of ten or Albert Adoma? Well, I'd have Luke. I'd have Luke Freeman any day of the week. But ultimately, it's like two bald men fighting over a comb at the moment, and. This goes back to what the recruitment the recruitment is. Oh yeah, let's just pluck someone out, pluck someone out to keep the R twenty eighteen nineteen who had a chant about him, get him back in, get the band back together, and let's see what happens. I mean, who are we going to do next, Silla? It, <laughs> it's, it's just no, it's just well. I, I I didn't want to I wanted I didn't want to see Silla go. Silla and Silla was scoring one in every three. I mean, I was the same. He was I'm great. Quite your hand off for that now, mate. Yeah, I bite your hand off, and and actually, his combined goals came from about ten yards. But we need someone in the box to finish. He'd have been, he'd have been ideal. Well, of course you do. You mentioned Dykes there. I mean, I did, um, he, I mean, everyone's going. You know, again, I defend him as well. Everyone says, well, he holds the ball up well. Well, that's great, but we don't pay him just just purely to hold the ball up. It's, at some point, you've got to put the bag, put the ball in the back of the net. And I, I'd go back to Charlie Austin when he came first came back. Um, again, Charlie, you know, always painfully slow. We know that. But just that instinct, that goal against Luton, his first came back, just to be in the right place at the right time, like Smith was on 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 Saturday. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's such a rarity. Which is why everyone went so mad because it was just like we've had a few good individual goals, but a proper team goal like that, where the cross comes in, bang, in it goes. It was so nice to see. And what we've been lacking, and and but why isn't Dykes getting on? Everyone's 
you know, says he's not getting the service, which is obviously very true to an extent. But at least some of those, you, you should be anticipating a, a ball coming over and, and you know, at least making a go of it. Um, I don't as know. You're talking, Chris, uh, as you're talking, we're talking yeah. about Chris Martin, sorry to say this, I'm still thinking, we're talking about, oh, Chris, right and too slow, but still had a better strike rate than what Linden's having. Exactly, that's what, that's what we're saying. Yeah, oh. that's what we're saying. What? I know, you know, I know. Um, I think we're all, yeah. I think we're all just sick of it. <laughs> we should really. I mean, it's it, all right, guys. Well, the, 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 just a quick one word answer, and then we're not going to use the word maybe. I hope. Have we got it in us? Stay up, unless we change things dramatically. No, uh, no, <laughs> not no, no. The caveat being, uh, we get players fit. Um, we, we managed to pull off a couple of brilliant signings and we go on a little run in January. But uh, as it stands right now, no. I hate to say it, but no. I've got to admit that some games count, but they worry me. Because we don't meet them count, them when, as far as I'm concerned. We don't win three of them. We might as well just get ready for Fleetwood. Yeah. Anyway, talking about happier things, cup time. We love a cup match, don't we, lads? We, mm. we, you know, we sit down there at that second round stage of the FA Cup and we sit there and watch the balls coming out. And we wonder who they'll get the next round after we go out. Yeah. That's and twenty-five quid a ticket, absolute disgrace. Um, should be a tenner for adults, five for kids, or tenner of kids in free. I don't think Bournemouth and the Premiership money are going to be that bold about what they get from Lawrence Road. It's going to be half empty, half dead, and zero enthusiasm. Ridiculous decision, and um, we'll probably lose. There you go. Yeah, That's I, I agree. And Bournemouth apparently sold their allocation already, so. You could have a situation where there's almost as many, if not more, of them than there is of us. I, I, I've got to admit that I won't be going because, simple reason, it's 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 Christmas time. Same as everyone else, just fucked up presents, all the crap that goes with Christmas, all the food, all the drink, uh, and I just can't afford to pay you know twenty twenty five quid for me plus whatever for my daughter, and she she's the same to go to a game that we know we're pretty just going to roll over and have our tummies tickled. Um, by Bournemouth B team, or if not their C team. So I don't know. And like I said, it, 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 I made that point earlier. You made exactly the same point before me. Um, it, it, the crowd can only give so much without getting something back. And just a little gesture like that, a gesture to all the people who've gone, who go to home games and all the people who go to the away games, even more so, you know, drag themselves up and down the country, train strikes a lot, foul weather, get rained on in the lower loft, the people at the front, rained on in the paddocks the other day. And just give it just give us a little something. Give like you said, Paul, like tenor to get in, free for kids. And 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 how are you supposed to compare how are you supposed to attract the next generation of kids, you know, when uh you know it's all very well child letting the kids getting free. But if the adults got to pay 25 quid, then it's like, no, for a casual fan, why would you want to do that? But also it's as you said, it's kind of We've got zero enthusiasm. I mean, we've got the worst. We've now got the worst defeats in the country in the last ten years. We've got the worst cup record in the country, um, and yeah, you, you got to find a different way of selling that, haven't we, Simon? But what do you think? I, I must admit, I'm not going either. The, we've got a we've got a thing on which which had been prearranged, and so I'm not going. But and to be honest, I don't really have. I don't really have that much regret about not going either. We've got something else. We've got something else to do. So, 
and that this was before they even announced it as 25 quid if they'd have been out if even if we'd done that in 25 pounds i think yeah it's still gone but i think it would have been quite uh yeah sticks a bit sticks a bit that we've gone that much but it again goes back to what chris said earlier why is it 25 quid is it because of bournemouth I mean, it's not as if Bournemouth in the Premier League need need cut money or anything like that. Why? Who was it who decided that, I know, third round FA Cup, QPR reserves v Bournemouth reserves, we should be paying £25 for it. That's, and again, it goes back to that lack of communication we've mentioned before. It all, it, it, it all comes, it doesn't, you know, obviously the results on the pitch are down to lack of communication, but... The, the yeah, other stuff, the other stuff could be if, if we were just putting a picture a bit more about, about all this stuff, it would just make it, the, the the bitter pill a bit easier to swallow. I, I'm just wondering if it's a case of like if we have to charge Rangers fans twenty ten quid and free for kids, we have to do the same for Bournemouth. So maybe the Rangers are thinking we want to make as much money as we can from Bournemouth fans. Yeah, of course. I don't know. Um, it's the FA Cup. It's going to be empty anyway. You might as well have a. A stadium half full of hopefulism and a bit of enthusiasm, and and day trippers and and a half empty stadium just full of Bournemouth fans taking the absolute piss out of a fall from grace. Yeah, I mean yeah. what I will what I will say though is that even when we've charged ten pound for tickets in FA Cup mm. games, ultimately you're only getting attendances of about seven or eight thousand. So I think probably the only one thing that you could say for the club is that well. Well, you're going to get seven thousand anyway. We might as well just pay the. You might as well get them to pay the twenty five quid. I mean, it's not. It's not great by any stretch of the imagination, but it must must potentially be the only thing I can really think of. Yeah, so, I can. I can see that. But but like I said, it just you know, uh, the, for for the sake of that difference, that is not going to buy us another player in the transfer window. It's probably going to buy us like you know the left lace on his boot. It's just, a, it's more a goodwill thing, I think. Just, you know, sorry, we're sorry we've been so crap. As a goodwill gesture, we'd like to let all kids in for free and adults in for 10 quid. I mean, that, 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 that's my take on it. Um, but there you go. Suppose and, um, you want predictions now, do you, Paul? What's that? Suppose you want predictions then, do you? Well, yes. I mean, they could even give out free QPR rules, we breeze or something, wouldn't they? So we could pray a bit harder. I mean, <laughs> do something, give the fans something. Because, I mean, I, I mean, I used to love, I remember even going against Aylesbury's. You remember, the frigging place was was packed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. the Ducks. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, FA Cup games in the past. And I know that's not a QPR thing. I know that's because the Premiership runs everything these days. There's a little of a shade. But we could try. Well, I remember it. taking 10, 12,000 to Wimbledon on the, on the, yeah, on the show, wherever it was. Yeah. yeah. But the worst, the worst thing is, lads. We all know we're going to get beat. And my prediction is, um, I'm scared. So I'll say, hopefully we won't get embarrassed. But we probably will. If it's a reserve team against reserve team, then we'll probably lose about three or four. Um, if it's a half first team against our mixture of first and reserve teams, that could get embarrassed. And who knows? Or maybe they just don't fancy it. And they're not allowed to progress in the FA Cup, and they'll do their best to lose. It's our only hope. Mm. Chris. Um, well, I, I think their their run of good recent run of good form has kind of counted against us a bit. If they were still right in the shit, like one or two point, points above the relegation zone, I think they would have just put the up. But as it is, I think they got for the luxury of you know, and plus they've got a winter break of sorts coming up as well. So, and if they've got they've sold out the away allocation, I think they might be there um, to put on a bit of a performance. So uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm, I, I think they might just declare at three or four. 
last time you come back in the pod for a while. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I agree with Chris. Uh, their run of form has come at a bad time. And then, and actually, Bournemouth are one of those sides who we think could genuinely, particularly if some of the top teams decide not to bother, could could actually give it a go this year and actually have a proper cut run. Don't think it's going to be as bad as three or four. I think it will be 2-0. Okay, okay. So well, I hope we're all wrong. I mean, I hope we're all wrong and that we're all, uh, that those of us who aren't going to kicking ourselves, you know, come Monday morning. But I'll happily, t- I'll happily take that. I think it's, I mean, going back to, before we go, and yeah. um, I want to do an R's end, or we want to scrap it this week. I'm not really up fast. Um, but um, it is depressing because, like, you know, it's January. We're out of other cups again. We're at the R's end of the table. We're, we're breaking records for all the wrong reasons. I mean, it's it's a literal kick in the nuts every week, isn't it? There's got to be some, I would say, like relief, but there's got to be something at the end of this so at some point that we we somebody wakes up the club and says, "We can't keep putting the fan base through this," and they'll probably put the price up again for next season, and that would be taking the piss big time. But I don't know. I mean, Simon and Chris, I mean, I've got to use Simon first. I mean, it's hard, isn't it? Let's be fair. Yes. Um... Again, I'll keep going on on this on the pod is I'm trying to raise a five-year-old to become a QPR fan and it's it's bloody difficult at the moment. He's, I mean, he, he's getting upset every time we lose, but, and who knows, it might be quite a nice character lesson for him, but to try and get him to encourage him to come more and more and more, it's, it's difficult. And look, there's some good things there. I mean, he had a pick. He snapped out of it once he had a picture with Jude the Cat. What did he do? But <laughs> we can't... It, it's going to be difficult as time goes on to try and encourage these young people to keep to keep trying to support us. And he'll keep coming because it's a day out with his dad. Lovely. Uh, on, a, on a football side of it, it's like, how can I defend? I can't defend that. It, like the Cardiff game, it's like, what happened there? I, I don't know. Do I? It's, if I knew, if I knew... I'm sure as damn sure as damn hope that everyone else at the club would know what what to do differently. So yeah, it is it is tough at the moment, and what unfortunately I can't see at the moment is I can't see Happy New Year and all that. I can't see a way out of it. Yeah, yeah. what about that, Chris? <sighs> I don't. I I, I'm, I'm, I can concur with all of that. I, I, you know, I had the luxury of when I first started talking taking Nancy when she was five, like the the following season when he got promoted under Warnock and she and she saw the player final. So I, I did say at the time things things aren't going to get better than getting better than this. And yes, I was strangely prophetic. Um I, I do hope for the sake of your son that yeah that, that, that things do get better. But I, I just I just I just got a horrible feeling they're going to get worse before they do get better. Um I've got to go in a minute to put the to, to put the youngest one to bed. So for, for my hour's end just a very, very, very quick one. Um, I'm doing dry January, so I'm having to watch all of QPR's games sober. So there you go. You doing what? Poor old me. <laughs> um, that is I'm a big to the system. I'm, I'm never, ever doing that, but I'm even more surprised that you are. But okay, yeah. that's not a reflection of your character. And good luck. Thanks. Good luck. You'll, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. You're not. You'll be fine. It's only four home games. Jesus, Simon, talk about the drum yeah, tech. I mean, to be fair, I've done nine years sober, so you can only imagine what it's been oh, like. Bloody hell! <laughs> so yeah, no, I've done nine years. It's it's oh my it's god! Not been, 
It hadn't been fun, mate. Let me tell you. But <laughs> I think I think my R's my R's end. One one slight positive. Obviously, there was a really good result in the FA Youth Cup for the under 18s at Wolves. They're playing Burnley soon. Tickets are on sale, so if anyone can get down there to hopefully see some element of success. Yeah, try and get yourselves down to watch the under eight scenes in the next round of the cup. Oh yeah, I think I'd think I'd be up for that actually. I definitely would. It'd be nice to. What nice to... you do? I look like an alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, do you know, I, I've watched QPR a few times over this season. I, I, I salute you both. No, I, I, I of course I've. I mean, I was, I was driving up, up, up at Ipswich, although that was um, surprisingly decent, but. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's only a it wasn't that bad, Chris. I told you beforehand, it wasn't that bad, and it was good, good little journey. That I was, it was enjoyable. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Anyway, but listen, I'm gonna let you two go because I know Chris has got a and my dog's now come into the front room, which means that he's gonna be live in a wee second. Aren't you, Hugo, the weirdo? Listen, um, my eyes are simple. Thank you to everyone that supports this podcast. I say every week, but it means a hell of a lot. Um, sorry we can't be more upbeat, but we try and be honest, and um. Yeah, and thank you for everyone that's done support us. We do appreciate it. And thanks for listening again to another podcast. And we'll go for another year and keep going, hopefully. And just avoid being a League One podcast because that's my biggest nightmare. Not because it's League One, but the club. So I'm not I'm not the same of everyone. Oh, we need to refocus, rebuild in League One. We need to survive League One as a club. Anyway, happy new year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come back again next time. I think that's the title of your podcast right there. Happy New Year. (laughs) Good man. See you later, guys. Take care. I'll see you later. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us.